Our scripture reading this morning is from the Song of Songs. The voice of my beloved, look, he comes, leaping upon the mountains, bounding over the hills. My beloved is like a gazelle or a young stag. Look, there he stands behind our wall, gazing in at the windows, looking through the lattice. My beloved speaks and says to me, Arise, my love, my fair one, and come away. For now the winter is past, the rain is over and gone, the flowers appear on the earth, the time of singing has come, and the voice of the turtle dove is heard in our land. The fig tree puts forth its figs, and the vines are in blossom, they give forth fragrance. Arise, my love, my fair one, and come away. The word of the Lord. Let us pray. Holy and gracious God, help us to see beauty. Help us to know that in the beauty you are with us. Open our eyes to your good creation. And let us delight in you. And may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. When reading the Song of Songs, sometimes people ask, is this really in the Bible? Could be Shakespeare. When reading other passages from the Song of Songs, that's when people really begin to ask, is that about what I think it's about? Uh-huh, yes, it is. The part I read today is rated G, maybe PG, but there are parts of this book that would definitely get an R rating from the Motion Picture Association of America. Don't worry, this sermon will remain rated G. Intimate, delightful, romantic love, two young people completely taken with each other, wanting to go off on their own. Climb down that window lattice into each other's arms. This is in the Bible? Yes, says God. Absolutely. The Song of Songs almost didn't make it into the Bible. When the rabbis were considering what to put in and what to leave out, Song of Songs nearly was in the leave-it-out pile. It was considered just too racy. And it was, they say, kept in the restricted section and rabbis were not allowed to read it until they were at least 30 years old. <laughs> Passionate love is celebrated. Bodies and all, intimacy, the text insists is beautiful and good. There's no mention of shame or sin, original or otherwise. Our young lovers are in harmony with each other and with all of nature. 
The birds and the bees are singing and buzzing just for them. It's almost as if we are back in the Garden of Eden. But this time, there's no trickery of serpent. There's no hiding and shame or fear. There's no blaming of one another. No divine condemnation or punishment of pain and toil. No subjugation of women. No rupture in the equality between women and men. No curse upon nature. Cursed is the ground because of your disobedience, thorns and thistles. It shall bring forth to you. Song of Songs gives us an image of the garden made whole again. The garden is redeemed. Love is mutual. It is between equals. It is tender and respectful and utterly devoted. Nature is redeemed. There are no thorns or thistles here. It is gloriously abundant with flowers blooming and fruit on the trees and the birds singing. It is beautiful. It is good. The love is all part of God's good creation. And this is one of the only books in the Bible in fact, the only book in the Bible where the woman speaks for the majority of the book. There are other times in scripture where women's voices are heard for a snippet. But in this book, the woman speaks the greater part of the time. Nowhere else do we hear her voice so clearly and she is not the second sex here. She speaks boldly about true love and longing to be with the one she loves. Set me as a seal upon your heart, as a seal upon your arm, for love is strong as death, passion fierce as the grave. It flashes our flashes of fire, a raging flame. Many waters cannot quench love, neither can floods drown it. If one offered for love all the wealth of his house, it would be utterly scorned. There is truly a verse in this Bible, in this song, that reverses the Garden of Eden. The fall is lifted up. In the punishment of the woman, where she is to long for her husband and he is to rule over her, in the seventh chapter, in the eleventh verse, she longs for him. And there is no ruling of one over the other. The Song of Songs is in part of the Bible called wisdom literature. In the Old Testament, there is a part of the law called the Pentateuch, five books of the law. 
And there are the prophets, the major prophets and the minor prophets. There are the historical books. And then there is the wisdom literature. Much of it written later as the community of faith looked back over the millennia and reflected the Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Job, the Psalms, Ruth, and the Song of Songs in the wisdom literature. For the rabbis ultimately deemed that it was wise to include this very slim volume of poems as a counterpoint and commentary on other writings in the canon. They were wise. The church hasn't always done a very good job when it comes to human intimacy, to say the very least. Church abuse scandals coming to light are must be the worst evil. The words grief and evil don't seem to even do it justice, the harm inflicted upon young people. It is difficult to imagine a greater sin, a more terrible perversion of God's good creation. Survivors are some of the bravest people I know. Voices are being heard finally. And we pray for the accountability that will come that will stop it. Men and women are lifting up their voices in the Me Too movement because in the past, no one would hear what they had to say. The rabbis were wise to lift up the voices of those rarely heard, to make clear that human, healthy human relationships of intimate love are tender and respectful, mutual, and devoted, filled with delight, and absolutely part of God's wonderful, beautiful, good creation. Yesterday, I had the wonderful time of having a visitor from my seminary days. Stacy came. I hadn't seen her for a good 10 years. Stacy married in seminary, and it did not work out as much as she tried. It didn't. But six years ago, Stacy remarried. And now I got to meet her husband, John. We had a lovely time together talking about the long past and talking about the recent past. And they were clearly in love and so wonderful for each other. When we said goodbye yesterday afternoon, I hugged John and I said, thank you for loving my friend Stacy. And he said, it is my true privilege. The rabbis were wise. 
they were very wise. Thanks be to God for their great wisdom. Amen. <laughs>